0: So Kyle, yes, uh, as as it so happens, we both just watched uh, the recent Tom Cruise mummy film.
1: I, if you didn't hear, they made a new uh, a new mummy movie.
0: Uh, a new mummy movie with a shit ton of baggage attached to it.
1: Uh, I didn't know Tom Cruise did bad movies in this decade. <laughs> it, honestly, this
0: this does not compute.
1: This does not compute. I um, mean, say what you will. Oblivion and uh, Edge of Tomorrow are both really great.
0: Yeah. Um, I I happen to like Edge of Tomorrow in particular. Yeah, Um, me too. I mean, I felt it petered out a little bit towards the end there, but it was a really fun ride.
1: New Mission Impossible is really good, too.
0: Oh, yes. Mission Impossible Fallout was good times. Oh, yeah. Um, I have my issues with Henry Cavill's character in there. Yeah, we... But on the whole, it's a very enjoyable action film with superb stunt work. A lot of fun.
1: A lot of fun. Uh,
0: But this new... Well, not new anymore. It's over a year old at this point. Uh, 2017's The Mummy. Mm-hmm. A very bold title for a film franchise with so much history. Mm-hmm. Uh, dating back to like the 1930s, essentially, with the Universal Mummy movie with Boris Karloff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, did you happen to catch the production banner, The Dark Universe? I did not. So, um, I'm not sure how much of the production history you followed, but the, the big thing with this Mummy movie... Uh, was that it was supposed to be kicking off um, Universal's attempt to join in the Marvel Cinematic Universe experiment? That were now, is no longer an experiment because it's wildly successful at this point. Now
1: that you mentioned that Russell Crowe's character makes a lot of sense now. Yes, there we go. So
0: they they were bold enough to the point that you know when they're doing the Universal logo, mm-hmm. you know the spinning globe and all that, the yeah. very familiar iconography. Uh, there's a secondary production logo. Is it arcade? No, it it just says Dark Universe. I s- so they they were ballsy. They were so. They were so all in on this idea that they they posted a uh, production photos showing, well, not production because they never got off the ground, but they had like Javier Bardem and Johnny Ooh. Depp, and Tom Cruise. And Russell Crowe, they had all these huge name actors lined up to play the Universal Horror movie icons. So the idea was this mummy movie was going to be a cinematic universe. Okay, so. It was Rus- going to be the equivalent to the Marvel Iron Man movie. Was Javier Bardem going to be Frankenstein's monster? Uh, I believe he was going to be the monster or the doctor. I'm not sure which. Oh, man. Um, Either one. Johnny Depp, I think, was going to be the invisible man. Yeah, voice you want more of his voice i I mean benicio del toro already played the wolfman a few years ago so that's kind of out the window but point is this mummy movie was supposed to be the kickoff point and that's why you have all these additional elements these extraneous elements like Mm -hmm. dr jekyll and a portion of the creature of of the black lagoon in a jar
1: what i didn't even catch that Exactly. exactly (laughs) <laughs> and the
0: point is we're now in 2018 and nobody's talking about this no nobody's talking because about it. I'm pretty
1: sure it's dead I think that I am no, I don't want to say anything about Scientology outside of what I'm going to say now uh, I think that they're trying to bury it well, this may be the last day of of your life my sir <laughs> yeah yeah it might be um, um, so I don't I don't want to like bash I kind of just want to compare and contrast okay because um, okay I I really still like the uh, 1997. Do did we did we decide that's what I it was? I didn't pin down the date, but it's like
0: mid mid 90s, 96 97 around there.
1: Rachel Vice, Brendan Fraser, uh, Arnold Vosloo. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that mummy. Um, <laughs> Arnold Vosloo the direct to video dark man. Jeez. <laughs> he's pretty shitty in uh Blood. I mean, he's a bad dude in Blood Diamond, which yeah. is not a great movie, but he's he's pretty bad. He's a bad guy. Um <laughs> So yeah, I, I'll i be honest with you, um, I, my girlfriend and I didn't have Wi-Fi, uh, we just moved to Durham, North Carolina, and we didn't have Wi-Fi, so at the grocery store they have a red box, and they didn't have the movies I wanted, uh, wow. we did rent Blade Runner 2049 from there, which was awesome, um, but we rented, uh, I rented a funny movie, and I'm like, I'm gonna rent something stupid, so we can have a few drinks while we watch the first one, and then once we're kind of lit up, we'll we'll try to get to the movie because I'd heard it's not very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't remember everything from this movie. I remember piece. <laughs> because it's a hard movie to pay attention to. Oh yeah. It it just. I mean, I was sober and I still had a lot of trouble. Tom Cruise doesn't have any screen presence. Like he's just not really. Like Edge of Tomorrow is a really good movie because it's it's his movie. Like he's front and center and it's his movie. This movie just didn't feel like anybody's movie. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, um,
0: how tell me how much actually?
1: Russell Crowe was the best part. He's I, the most memorable part.
0: In my notes, that I jotted down about this movie. I made particular note of that. Yeah, um, I found his performance
1: to be very enjoyable. Uh, I didn't feel like he half-assed it at all. I I was actually when I when I saw him because I don't really see it. the last thing I the last new thing I've seen Kurt Kurt Russell. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you wish. Yeah, right. uh, Russell Crowe. <laughs> Uh, last thing I saw him in was uh, American Gangster. That's the I think this most recent thing I've seen. Oh wow! In. Um, I can't think of any other movies. He's um, in. I think the most recent
0: thing I may have seen him in was The Man with Bronze Fists. Yeah. Um,
1: oh wait, was that uh, Tarantino that Tarantino? Was produced? the RZA movie? Yeah, RZA.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, he's put on weight, yeah. <laughs>
0: but he he carried it well in this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, anyone staying next to Tom Cruise is gonna look like a hercules or something but <laughs> I, think,
1: I think the biggest problem i think the the whole problem with the movie is the the mummy itself um yeah
0: and and this calls back to comparing it to the brendan like, fraser one exactly yeah. and you
1: did a really good job of just dis- like of touching on like the mummy in the original or not the original uh not <laughs> we're not Boris going Scarlet. that far we're not yeah, going, we're back we're, we're far. going back that yeah, far. we're not touching that um He's, you can actually kind of sympathize with that character a little bit. Like, Absolutely. Go ahead and describe it. Like, so,
0: you're... the fundamental difference that I picked up on between these two characters is uh, it's Amanette uh, I believe. amanette Wait. No, the... no, no, no. The Lady Mummy. Oh, Amanette
1: okay, uh, okay. the Lady Mummy, played by Sofia Boutella. Who's or... an atomic blonde. Yes. Uh, which I finally watched. I think she's French. Think she's, French. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's, she's like French. French-Algerian. She's French. <laughs> I, think she's like, I think she's French-Algerian, something um, like that she
0: her character um both movies as far as i remember and i'm having a lot of trouble remembering the one i saw much more recently than the old one old 90s one i've seen that um a, a few times i have <laughs> too but a long time ago but i remember it clear as day yeah um so Amina, her story and as far as i remember both of these movies spell out the story they present the story of the mummy character at the beginning it's yeah. like a prologue um Amenet's story is that she's a daughter of a pharaoh, uh, who miraculously uh, gets his his lady pregnant with with a boy, which then supersedes her her like status as being next in line for pharaohdom.
1: Now she's trained she's training for for pharaohdom. Oh, yeah. like, she she's... she's shown to be like ready for it. Yeah, she's. Uh, what's the character? Um, I can't think. Anyway, she's a badass. Like, yeah, she's-,
0: she, she's shown to have been groomed to take this position. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, her dad knocks up his wife. And, yeah. and all of a sudden, she's a, she's kicked to the curb, basically. Yeah. So, she gets upset. And in order to secure her uh, succession to the throne, essentially, um, she decides to kill her dad, his wife, and the baby. Yeah. But before she does this, she makes a deal with Set. Like, the lord of the, of, of the of Egyptian the underworld, yeah. basically. The devil. <laughs> the devil. Le, yeah. Little devil. <laughs> little, little devil. <laughs> little devil. <laughs> so she makes a deal with Set. And what what comes of this, though, and we see, like, this this ghoulish, like, monster figure come out of the shadows and, like, take part of her soul or something. The result of this deal is that she walks into her dad's bedroom and knifes him. Yeah.
2: Just my,
0: to... my question is... Did she really need the devil powers to knife her dad? Because she does it successfully. Yeah. I mean, given she gets caught after the fact, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so she she makes a deal with the devil because she needs the courage to knife her dad or something. I don't know. I, I, anyway, I, I, she gets uh, another part of the deal is that she gets a spirit knife thing and she get she hops on top of some dude, some random dude, not a special yeah. dude, just a dude, and she has to knife this guy that she's on top of because Set will reincarnate into his body and she wants to be like Set's wife or something. So she's basically trying to bring about the devil and this has nothing to do with her succession to the throne. So immediately we have this character who's not sympathetic and makes no sense. Nor is her motivation clearly defined. Yeah no she's it's just a bizarre character that I can't relate to in any way and she's portrayed you can tell the screenplay wants you to feel sorry for her at times because she's yeah. shown to be like chained down and suffering like she lets out a scream when she's being tortured yeah and you as, can tell as them, one
1: would do yeah, yeah you're
0: on the strength of her performance which is not bad um no. the movie's trying to get you to relate to her and care about her but i can't because it's dumb and yeah. and she's a horrible person as opposed to imhotep yeah from I'll, the 90s see. mummy who is a sympathetic character Yes. Who is like a seer or a fortune teller or something. He's like an advisor to the pharaoh. Yes. And he's banging the pharaoh's wife on the side.
1: (laughs) Did you see year one? Did yes, you, did you see that? He, he, oh my uh, god. He's, he's Oliver Platt. He's Oliver Platt. <laughs> <laughs> he's Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. Oliver oh Platt was god. disgusting in that he was film. So funny. He, oh my
0: god! He was relishing every moment of that of that performance. I
1: fell in love with him again after mm. watching that because I love the I love the 1993 Three Musketeers movie with Tim Curry, and he plays at Porthos. I think he's Porthos in there, but he's really funny in there. Yeah, he's always welcome. He's so funny, but yeah, he's. That's basically Emotep is like, yeah, I know sorcery and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: he's he's buddy buddy with the Pharaoh, but he's banging his wife. i hit you with
1: a fireball next time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, every scene with him and Michael Sarah. So him funny. and Michael Sarah alone. Oh, it's uncomfortable. Rub me with oil. Or oh, yes.
1: And he's gigantic. Yeah, he's big. He's gigantic. He's really big. <laughs> like, yeah. So I actually, since I don't remember the original. I'm sorry, I don't remember uh, this most recent mummy movie as well as I remember the original. So I'm going to chime in a little bit. Just Absolutely, the backstory. Take, take it. So, yes, uh, Imhotep is banging the pharaoh's wife on the side, um, Anaxunamun. Correct. Uh, and they are in crazy in love, and they're like, "All right, let's just let's just make this happen." So mm-hmm. they're like, "They're going to kill the pharaoh." And it's important to note that Imhotep has his own priests who. Look malnourished, to be honest. with you. Yeah,
0: they—they're they, I mean, not
1: doing so hot. They're not doing so hot. And uh, the Magi, which is the Pharaoh's guard, yep. which will come into play yep. later, uh, they're jacked. Like they're—you're not getting past.
0: Actually, them. I remember my mom laughing in the theater when they make their entrance because yeah. they look like a football
1: team. Just exactly. like they're like, jacked. Like they're like stomping in though. Oh, they're yeah. just—they
0: like, look like they're like getting ready for a pro wrestling like cage match or something.
1: So here's the thing with the with that mummy. Um, what was going to happen? Were, were, the, were they going to kill the pharaoh, was she going to just be, because they didn't have a kid, was she just going to be the ruler at that point?
0: I think that was the idea. Okay.
1: Um,
0: I, uh, I, actually, I'll stop you. Go ahead. Um, that wasn't the plan. That was desperation. What happens is they're together and she has paint on her body and he touches her arm and the pharaoh comes into the room and he's hiding. Uh, and Imhotep is hiding. hmm and the Pharaoh sees Anaxunamun um, have paint smeared on her arm and he's like, Some man someone touched you. And at this discovery, she and Impotep like give each other the high sign and it's like, Okay, we're in it, let's let's do this.
1: Well she pulls out a knife, so I think they're I think they were planned. I
0: think it was I think it was planned, but not in that moment. Okay. It was probably like a down the road kind of thing. Okay. And well. so it, she, things go to shit uh, they kill the pharaoh and then the magi enter the room and they capture both of them she kills herself yes with
1: the understanding that Imhotep will bring her back exactly because she's aware that he's gonna go he's gonna go into the the homundai is that I think it? that's right uh, basically it's a curse it's a hor- horrific death that also carries a curse mm-hmm. um and that's all... We're all being narrated by... Uh, what's the uh, the uh, the Magi guy's name? I don't know, but he has the most beautiful voice. He does. He's the gigolo. He's the gigolo. Yeah. He's the gigolo. <laughs> fiji, fiji, fiji. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in
0: one of the Resident Evil movies. He plays movies. Carlos in the Resident Evil movies. Um, he's immensely charming. He's very charming. Beautiful he, accent. Is he really? I,
1: I want to say he... I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, sorry. Carlos,
0: Hispanic character. So we Magi get, guy, Egyptian character. He can be anything.
1: So <laughs> we're being we're clearly being told what's gonna happen. Um, he's going through a horrific death, and there's a curse. If he, if he's resurrected, he will bring back all the yeah, plagues in Egypt. This and die thing that you mentioned.
0: They, what they throw him. They wrap him as you would a mummy. They
1: yeah. they don't remove his organs. I don't think. They no 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 they. They do. I think he's. They don't say that he's mummified alive, but they cut out his tongue. Yeah. Um. And I think they remove his eyes because that he has to get eyes and a tongue when he gets back in. They don't show the eyes being removed. Um. I I do. I really like the scene where you see. Uh, all of his priests in that in that one chamber. Yeah, they will kill themselves. And, yeah. no, 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 the, no. The, the the priests are being mum- are being. Oh mummified. yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're being stuffed into coffins. And they're being muff- coffees, yeah. muff- Mummified alive, and you can hear the screaming in there. Yeah. like it's actually a really chilling moment.
0: Dude. Um, and then yeah, they throw scarabs in there with. Him. Yeah, they throw scarabs. So he's basically eaten
1: alive by bugs. Yeah,
0: um, and the idea is this punishment is so severe and so awful that it also puts a curse on the person that should they come back. They will have an immense power yeah. to, to whoever brings them back.
1: You either need um, you either need a big fan base or you need uh, <laughs> a few dipshit Americans to uh, which not is, listen which to. Which is what gets the ball rolling. Uh, speaking
0: yeah. of which, we should jump back to the 2017 yes, movie. Yes, I was going to say. Let's... So, um, both movies kind of have their mummy resurrection happen in a similar fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think think like brendan fraser's supposed to be like a mercenary or foreign legion member or something yes. um, fighting in the desert somewhere mm-hmm. probably egypt i'm guessing uh however tom cruise's character I, I and i wrote this in my notes um he's supposed to be what a recon in the army or something
1: i thought because w- i didn't really understand what was happening i thought he was kind of like <laughs> Johnny Depp in The Ninth Gate, like he's kind of like he has a skill, but he's a, like a scam artist at the same time. Well, his character, like right from the
0: get go, his character was confusing to me because he and Jake Johnson, Jake Johnson, Jake yes. Johnson,
1: I I call him uh, Numbers Two, Numbers he- Two, or uh, we were actually talking about this yes. before. <laughs> so David Crumholtz, Numbers, um, Oscar Isaac's, and uh, Jake Johnson all look like they could be brothers. They all need cousins. to be in a movie together. Just called. Just, maybe it should just be called Numbers or Brothers or something. Somebody do it. I, yeah, like Crumholtz is probably the oldest out of those three. I think I would so. Think so. Uh, like they all look alike, but it was <laughs> between, and they all have good comic timing too. Yeah, be, between it would be fun. Krumholtz <laughs> and Jake Johnson. Like you have a movie just with those two. Oh yeah, like easy, and okay. you could just throw in Oscar Isaac. Osc- as Oscar
0: things. Isaac would be the handsome
1: one. Yeah, he would be the handsome brother that's successful and is not listening to whatever the fuck they're saying. Yeah,
0: the two of them are too. Make shitheads.
1: It happened. If you're listening, Hollywood, make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. It's
0: it's waiting to happen. Uh, anyway, yeah. uh, Jake Johnson and Tom Cruise are in the desert together, just the two of them. Yes. And I think they're like army recon or something, but the way they're outfitted and the way they're dressed is the least formal military getup I think I've ever seen.
1: It kind of looks like Josh Brolin at the beginning of uh, Sicario. Like he's a mercenary. He's uh... yeah,
0: but at least like he. At least he had, like, a vest or some sort of
1: suspension harness. He just was, like, in a t-shirt and jeans at the very beginning. (laughs) Like, that's... They're just like, oh, this is... You don't really realize, like, oh, this guy's, like, a mercenary. Yeah, but
0: by the time we get from this initial scene with Tom Cruise and Jake Johnson, where basically it's revealed that they're, I think, in Iraq or Iran. Yeah. And basically they're scouting out a location they're not meant to be in. Mm -hmm. uh, Independent of the military while they're still active military. Yeah. (laughs) And... Tom Cruise's character is supposed to be, apparently, a treasure hunter of some sort. It sounds like Three Kings now. Yeah. Apparently, he's taking advantage of all the civil unrest and, like... Like George Clooney and Three Kings. the insurgents and stuff to basically do the Nazi thing and, like, steal all the gold and and stuff that's... All the antiquities, I guess, and sell it on the black market. So, he's intended to be portrayed as a jerk.
1: Piece of shit. Yeah, no,
0: he's intended to be portrayed as a slimy, terrible person. Which is an odd role for...
1: A man who's obsessed with looking good and being the best, please find me a bad movie with him like I don't like eyes wide well, shut and I don't think it's probably a bad movie. it's this, this Cooper, is a but.
0: bit of a tangent, but um a thing with Tom Cruise and there's a common thread, especially since like the two thousand tens with mm-hmm. his roles is that the movies that he has creative control over yeah. and again, you're right, I do actually like almost all of his movies yeah. for to a certain extent like yeah. he generally doesn't make bad movies. No. The thing, though, is that he has a bit of that, like, Steven Seagal disease. <laughs> and Steven Seagal always comes up, I know, but... Yeah. Um, oh, he's going to come up. Yeah. Tom Cruise does have, I think, and this is just speculation on my part, a bit of an ego problem. I can see that He does seem to uh, prefer to be portrayed in a positive light. Um, he doesn't seem to take roles where he's meant to look like a inferior human (laughs) like
1: well it's interesting you say that because i would argue that he is the inferior um the inferior soldier uh in edge of tomorrow because emily blunt's character is way better at this like she's really yeah good at that yeah and it takes the entire movie for him to even get on her level essentially um yeah I, i noticed that she's she's the tougher character No, she even her title the full metal bitch yeah. or whatever yeah. it, it spells it out to you
0: that this is the real hard ass of yeah. these two um, part of the appeal I think of that movie is the the Mayweather effect I call it it's um Floyd Mayweather as a boxer mm-hmm. um, generally disliked by the public yes However, it's made him millions of dollars because my suspicion is that most of those pay-per-view buys were people who wanted to see him lose. Yeah, everybody wanted to see him lose. Exactly. And there's a lot of people who dislike Tom Cruise, and I would think that the prospect of seeing him die 50 times in a movie (laughs) would be appealing. It's like, uh,
1: what's his, uh... Mayweather's the opposite of Tyson, where people are watching Mike Tyson like this is the match where he actually kills somebody. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm hey. paying 59.99 for 30 seconds. You can see Holmes like I think Holmes is gonna die if he doesn't get <laughs> medical attention. like How he's wobbling around, I'm like he he's not gonna make oh, I it. I
0: mean, like shit, like Trevor Burbick, like. What he went down three times from one punch. (laughs) Okay, so that's that's got to be a record. (laughs) So if
1: you if you're a movie fan and you're listening to us talk, uh, there are going to be sports references. uh, Sorry, yeah, sorry, that (laughs) that is going to happen. He'll
0: supply the football. Supply the
1: boxing. Yeah, but we'll 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 stop that real quick. We'll stop the sports. So yes, Jake Johnson, Tom Cruise. They're
0: they're in a place in the Middle East they're not supposed to be in. Yeah, Um, they get into a random firefight that Jake Johnson wants no part of. Uh, Tom, so Tom Cruise is leading the charge in like seeking out these antiquities and mm-hmm. stuff and to get at them they throw themselves into fighting a lot of people to the point that um, Tom Cruise forces Jake Johnson to call in an airstrike oh. which the, you know, the military very promptly supplies for them uh, I would not be surprised if the military helped fund this film because <laughs> <laughs> that
1: response time was stellar <laughs> well, uh, we can't it's hard to advertise Daytime television, absolutely. The, the military is advertising. But if you want to try to get to everybody else, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. got to slip it
0: into Tom Cruise movies every once in a while.
1: I think that's all the Transformers movies are, really. It's just, mili- oh, it's just military advertising. Most of them, yeah. I
0: mean, there's a reason why they got
1: the world's best commercial director to
0: do those movies. <laughs> no, I mean, his background is in advertising. Yeah. He did Coke commercials and Meatloaf music videos before he did movies. We digress. So um, keep going. So, yeah, uh, after the airstrike a hole opens up in the ground and we see a statue with a moaning face on it that we saw earlier in the movie uh, which tips off the viewer that oh hey this
1: is where Aminette is buried okay so I'm gonna jump back to uh, mummy
2: 1990
1: <laughs> so, <we're> gonna... <laughs> so I'm just gonna say mummy 97 that's mm. that might not even be the while I'm talking maybe you can see if uh, if that's actually what the, the year that it was uh... will we'll do okay so Brendan Fraser's character uh, O'Connell is some kind of we're gonna say we'll say mercenary. Same idea. Same but, idea. Um, he ends up getting in. He ends up going to a Cairo prison, um, and. We're introduced to Rachel Vice and Jonathan. I don't know the actor's name. Um, was I right? We're old. Ninety-nine. Wow. Are you fucking kidding me. That's wow. Are you fucking kidding me? That's embar- that's actually more embarrassing. Than how many times? I've that seen. felt like a lot longer ago. <laughs> that, felt like way long. that was after George of the Jungle. Then. God damn. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're introduced to Rachel Vice and her brother, and this is where. Um, he has some kind of trinket some kind of we find out it's a key to open up emotep's uh uh, sarcophagus Uh, i couldn't think it it.
0: it opens everything it
1: opens everything it opens Um, the book it opens the sarcophagus but we skip over so they do they they like go back he's like i stole this from a guy uh he's in prison i don't know how they find him Mm -hmm. uh that he's in prison um basically she negotiates with um the character actor he's He's in some stuff. He's in Pirates of the Caribbean. He's in Gladiator. He sells, um, you sold me giraffes that aren't mating. Uh, (laughs) uh, He's that guy. Uh, He's in some stuff. Um, But she basically haggles with him, and she frees O'Connell. So now they're going to go back to, uh, what is the city called? Um, uh, Uh, Hamunaptra. Hamunaptra, yes. They're going to go back there. So they're taking a cruise with a bunch of other americans and brendan fraser's old partner benny um now benny's leading a group of americans some cowboys basically uh to find treasure and they're all going to the same place uh, they split up and then they end up getting there at the same time so they end up finding the sarcophagus buried at the feet of anubis if i'm not mistaken i believe she's like that's an odd place for that to be buried he must have been very important or he was very very bad watching over the corpse yeah um so yeah now we're roughly the same we're in the same spot in the movies yeah the the difference is that um
0: tom cruise's characters jake johnson all that Mm -hmm. pure accident yeah Brendan Fraser is being paid to be he's yeah. being paid to be there and the entire time he's pissing and moaning about not wanting to go he back he
1: doesn't want to go back because he he actually uh, he's spooked when he's um, when he's there and he has um, yeah the, the same moaning face appeared uh, in the sand <laughs> which I, I thought when I watched it, it's a recently, spooky image. It's still, it's still pretty good. And they um, don't,
0: they don't key on a, in on it too much. He just kind of like sees it, and he's like, "Fuck that, I'm yeah. out of here." <laughs> the, the sand just starts moving. Yeah. he's like, "I'm, yeah, I'm done." Yeah, but he, I think he describes as like the only thing out there is blood and sand. Yeah, blood. so he's discouraging them from going there. And he has, which ev- is a classic horror movie trope. He has the
1: most guns <laughs> I've ever seen. He's got two revolvers,
0: a shotgun at some point, he's got a Tommy
1: gun. He's got all of it. He's got knives. Yeah, he's got it all. Oh yeah. Um, the
0: the the weaponry in this in the original mummy? Mm-hmm.
1: Or nineties ninety nine mummy. 99. Fuck. Mummy.
0: Mummy ninety nine. <laughs> mummy ninety <laughs> nine. Um, mummy ninety nine, um, is it feels like more of a straight-up action movie it does and it's it's pure adventure film it's very much borrowing from indiana jones
1: it's it's considered uh, a horror movie i remember because premiere video or blockbuster whatever you had uh the little remember they had the uh like action adventure comedy family drama yeah yeah, yeah. there's a little sticker and i remember it had the little horror sticker which might have just been them being wrong like it is more of an action movie but it's a remake of a horror movie okay Mummy 99 was directed by Steven Summers. Okay. Um, are you terribly familiar with him? And the name <clears throat> sounds familiar, but I do not know of anything else. You've seen right his here. movies. Um,
0: he was one of those late 90s directors who Hollywood was giving a lot of high profile projects um, okay. because he was bankable. Um,
1: like J.J. Abrams.
0: Similar, but um, dumber. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, J.J. I mean, no, Abrams might be the smart. But button.
0: there is a no. through line there. There is a through line between the two, though. Okay. So keep J.J. in the back of your mind. Okay. He's so more of a spiel. I'd say he's more spiel. So Steven Summers, um, I know him mostly for directing a movie called Deep Rising, which I almost picked for our, our podcast Oof, as part of uh, catching up on cinema. That might be damn. It, that might so be. Deep Rising actually has the, the actor that plays Benny in it. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm guessing he and Steven Summers are buddies because okay. uh, he was also, I think, in GI Joe, The Rise of Cobra was it really? which was not good at all. But <laughs> the only other thing I've seen Benny in is um, "There Will Be Blood." Um, this could be yet another episode. Um, "Lord of Illusions" is that. a horror movie that's worth your time. Um, I think Clive Barker at least wrote it. Oh, really? Um, in a play, it has a uh, it has Mr. Cougar from uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> 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 um, it's it's a solid horror movie. Okay, it's like a detective horror film. It's very good. Scott Bakula, for some reason. <laughs> uh, Quantum Leap. I can't... I, the names
1: also, I can't think of. I can't think of the face.
0: Yeah, anyway, Deep Rising, uh, I think, was just the year before Mummy 99. And it shares a lot of similarities in tone, in that it is, like, concretely a sci-fi horror movie, mm-hmm. complete with big scary monster yeah. and everything. And, and some pretty decent gore, when it's appropriate. But mm-hmm. most of the time, it's very tongue in cheek, and the people are quipping left and right, bebopping and scatting, as mm. George Costanza would say. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a mostly fun movie that just happens to have horror elements, and um, I think actually shares the same composer as okay. the, as Mummy ninety nine, Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, he's one of the greats, mm-hmm. like top five guys in all of film history, basically. Okay. <laughs> um. So. We have Steven Summers, who is the action horror guy. Mm -hmm. Also works well with a budget, too. Um, If you give him a lot of money, he'll give you a lot of pizzazz. Uh, Jump ahead to Mummy 2017. uh, Supposedly directed by Alex Kurtzman, who is mostly known as a writer, Mm -hmm. who often worked with J.J. Abrams. Oh, interesting. Um, He did the Star Trek movies.
1: Was he a writer on the Star Star Trek movies? yes okay.
0: he was not a director he was the writer so oh. he and jj are together gotcha. um so subversion is kind of something he he likes to do like he likes to pull the rug out from under you so like the con twist and into oh. darkness spoilers um uh, yeah. what the reason why i say supposedly is because if um if you're at all familiar with the production history of mummy 2017 one of the things that was heavily publicized was the fact that more than a few people were saying that Tom Cruise was actually directing the film.
1: Oh, <laughs> so he's like Bruce Willis um, a little bit.
0: Supposedly, Kurtzman was losing control of the production, and Tom Cruise muscled his way into the director's chair. Um, again, this is all mostly rumored, but it's been confirmed by enough sources that I would not doubt it. Gotcha. And also, he's principally a writer, not a director. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if working with a big-budget film with one of the biggest egos in Hollywood yeah. um, supposedly working under you, I would imagine the pressure would be immense. And it's not the first time that's happened. That happens every once in a while. I mean, Don't so- work with Brando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I mean, even like the Marvel movies, like uh, Thor the Dark World, Thor 2, the Thor that nobody remembers, um, supposedly... I mean, that one, I can't even remember the guy's fucking name, but he uh, was mostly known for directing a few episodes of Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's it it's been confirmed that joss whedon was called onto the set to direct certain scenes because he just i guess couldn't get it gotcha so the producers were unhappy with some of the dailies or something okay so it it happened but so we have steven summers who's the action horror guy and then we have alex kurtzman who's this enigma yeah but i think he may have even wrote the script and Tom Cruise is in control of the production which is why I think sometimes this movie feels like it's gone off the rails mm-hmm. especially in the portrayal of the characters
1: or that it's not going anywhere
0: yes it, it does feel like it gets stalled at times but to me the thing that jumps out the most is Tom Cruise Tom Cruise's character is repeatedly like pointed out by other characters as being a slimy asshole but yeah. he never really seems like that big of an asshole like he's, no. he's mostly a nice guy he's kind of a jerk but he's not like a grave robbing thief asshole mm-hmm. um and then his love interest who's crucial to the plot absolutely crucial especially in the climax oh, she's completely
1: just brushed aside she's in just... tag she's in tag with jake johnson also oh really yeah
0: really yeah, yeah. wow <laughs> yeah. <laughs> imagine that
1: we wa- I watched those i watched i think it was tag and i watched this uh mummy the same night it was like the same red box oh, i okay. think that's what it was Oh, uh, that's that must have been interesting. To, yeah. Like, hey, you yeah, yeah, yeah. you again? I didn't, I didn't both didn't till, both of you? <laughs> I didn't until just now realize that Jake Johnson was in both of those movies. Damn. I realized that she was in both the movies. Cause, Damn. Um. Yeah, because she was she was more noticeable in the Mummy, and he's more noticeable in Tag. Um, <laughs> he's very funny in Tag. Um, well, yeah, I was gonna say something. So back to like the Ninth Gate. Um, yeah. Yeah which i think is a, a really a really good movie uh, i hate the music it's the it's the worst soundtrack for a movie the only ever.
0: thing i remember about that movie is johnny depp getting getting some action yeah. o- outside by the debo by the debo in the form devil. of a lady yeah. and then a, like a gregorian choir yep. like so while they while they getting to, down to business
1: he's a he's kind of a dirtbag at the very beginning like the opening scene you see him basically they uh, a guy who's had a stroke and can't talk. Uh, he's older, and uh, his two children are trying to sell these collect, like this uh, book collection that's worth yeah. a lot of money. Well, he's like, well, he's looking at him. He's like, he's an appraiser, basically. He's like, um, I sell books and I help you. Or I I buy books and help you sell them. I get a commission, basically. I don't know if that's a real profession, um, <laughs> but he's basically telling these people, he's like now this collect, this volume was gonna get you about oh this much money." But these two, I'd actually like to buy for myself, and I have cash. And you can see the uh, guy who is—he's just like, he can't, he can't, he can't talk. talk and so he's, he's screwing he's, him over. He's screwing him over. Um, so you kind of learn that he's a shitty character just from that. And then later, he has another—he has a friend who has a rare bookshop, and basically, Johnny Depp's working for the devil in this. The devil. Um, the devil. Little devil. The little devil. <laughs> and um, uh, he has a friend who has a uh, a bookstore who ends up dying and he goes in and he's just like he sees that he's dead and then he goes to grab the book that he the the devil book basically and just walks out so you can see that he's kind of like he's shitty because we see him a couple of times not being a great guy yeah Um, but you see that Mm -hmm. and this I think you're right I don't remember seeing anything well this is tinfoil
0: hat moment conspiracy Mm -hmm. theory moment Mm -hmm. Johnny Depp has a thing about playing bad people Mm Mm-hmm. I think he has a bit. He has an element of self-loathing in his own personal life, Mm -hmm. and it translates very, very well to the screen. Tom Cruise, I think, is the opposite.
1: He He, thinks he's God.
0: And let me. I mean, to bring to call things back to Mission Impossible: Fallout, Mm -hmm. um, may as well touch on it. (laughs) Um, One of my uh, complaints, and it's a a small one, but it it stuck out to me, um, is that Henry Cavill. Mm -hmm. Spoilers. is is the villain of the film. We didn't see that coming. Um, Is, in wrestling parlance, not booked to be as strong as I would have expected. Oh, yeah. He's a half foot taller than Tom Cruise. He's fucking Superman. He's Superman. He's Superman with a
1: mustache. Jesus fuck. (laughs) He literally, like, someone looked at him and he's like, holy shit, that's Clark Kent. Yeah,
0: have you seen Immortals? He's,
1: yeah, he's enormous. Yeah, he's enormous He's
0: enormous. He looks like, <laughs> he looks like a rugby Smaller
1: player. than Ben Affleck, but enormous. <laughs> he looks like a rugby player model, basically. Yeah, he's he's distractingly handsome. <laughs> yeah, That's why he's Superman.
0: Exactly. He's not there to talk and it's just like shh, shh. Yeah. Just, just just flex and, and just be there.
1: Yeah. Just be there. Actually Cavill has difficulty with um the the gentleman in the bathroom. They both do.
0: That that's exactly what I was getting to. Yeah. Is that in my mind this character, Henry Cavill's character, is introduced with the title of The Hammer. Yeah. He's he's introduced by Angela Bassett as being a fucking badass. Yeah. Um, he apparently has a, a problem with killing targets that he's not supposed to kill. Yeah. And then he and Tom Cruise have a two-on-one fight with a gentleman in a bathroom that is a spectacular fight scene. It's However, Henry Cable is shown to be mostly incompetent in the fight and
1: less than effective. He's just as... It doesn't make sense for his character to be just as vulnerable or weak as Tom Cruise's character. And directly preceding that during the
0: Halo jump, he almost gets himself killed before the plot even happens. Yeah. If Tom Cruise had not intervened, the villain of the film would have died before the story even started. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of that I have to believe may have come from Tom Cruise wanting to look good. He's like, I don't want to get shown up by this young buck. I want to show that he and I were on equal terms when we throw down.
1: Yeah, it would be, we're on. Was this what was that? Six. This is the sixth one. The fifth one. I don't even know. How sixth. The sixth. Yeah. I think the one that's only considered bad is the second one. Yes, and I haven't that seen is it. that is a
0: legit bad movie.
1: Yeah, but three, four, and five did very good, very well. So yeah, yeah by the sixth movie i mean he's like i'm gonna make you guys it's his baby yeah i'm gonna make you a lot
0: of money no it's it's his baby and and his contributions to it are immeasurable like his stunt work alone is great but in my mind from a screenwriting standpoint that felt a little like wrong yeah like that felt like this is a good opportunity for us to do the the dark knight rises thing let him be humbled. yeah where you know, Christian Bale's Batman is shown to be less than he was. Yes, because he's getting older, and he's he's been attacked by Rottweilers and beaten up by a clown man, and yeah. you know, gotten fear gas. And he's had some miles on him. Yeah, Everything and runs. there's even a theme in Mission Impossible Fallout where a lot of the humor is actually derived from Tom Cruise's character coming up with plans on the fly. Yeah, and like shocking his compatriots with his ballsiness versus mm-hmm. like. So hang on, you want to do this just on off the cuff? yeah, we'll figure it out. I really want to watch Mission Impossible Six again. Yeah, me too. Jesus, it's probably going to be coming out to the Blu-ray pretty soon. So hey, let's bring it back to Mummy. Yes, Mummy. <laughs> so portrayal of the Mummy, I guess. Yeah, because we've we're at the city where we left off. Yeah. So let's get into how is Imhotep's Mummy in comparison
1: to Amenet? Well. I think that they're kind of similar in how not not how they're brought back. Um, Emotep is brought back by accident uh, because of. Rachel Vice being kind white of, people in the desert. Yes, you know, white people or you know what actually I said that it's the Americans that she fucks everything up. It's her fault. Well, and yeah. they actually set that up though. Yeah. She's shown
0: to be very clumsy and, yeah. and she's just adorable. Just, she's she is. just Rachel Vice. She's, she's just she's just
1: lovely. She's lovely except when she says Rick. <laughs> Rick. Rick. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty annoying. Otherwise, uh, otherwise she's loved. So, I I remember he's brought back by accident. Um how is she brought back? I mean, they both are missing their eyes and tongue, correct?
0: Uh I'm not sure about his eyes. I think he still He has doesn't eyes. have his eyes. Cuz he, he
1: steals the Remember he steals the dude's eyes Yeah. His um
0: so he comes back to life I think in the night and then ambushes one of the Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh one of the other party. Yeah. And uh Rips out his eyes and tongue, but doesn't finish the job. No. And in between all that, he runs into Rachel Wise and Brendan Fraser, and then we get the great, (laughs) moment. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, Brendan Fraser's reactions are genuine and fun. Like, that that initial scream sequence where the mummy roars at him and he does it right back and then shoots him in the liver or whatever. That was pretty
1: cool. Um, um, And then, yeah, they leave the city after that. So how I forgot how the mummy's brought back in uh, Tom Cruise Tom Cruise um, mummy it is convoluted um, so this is
0: like uh, one of those things where there's a lot of detail put into something largely inconsequential mm-hmm. um, somebody who was writing the script for mummy 2017 was really big on dropping buzzwords about Egyptology and things like that mm-hmm. there's a lot of terminology the jargon yeah. you know and this guy wrote a Star Trek movie, two Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. He, jargon is, yeah. is is in his wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mumbo right. jumbo and jargon. Um, Mumbo jumbo. So, Tom Cruise and Jake Johnson accidentally find her tomb, Aminette's tomb. Uh, the the military, their unit shows up, and they're tolerant of their actions, mm-hmm. as opposed to you know completely just. Chewing them out and yeah. court martialing them for wasting valuable resources and potentially American lives. Yeah, um, yeah more like chewed out. I've been chewed out. Before, right? <laughs> um, and then there's this lady they bring in tow, some British lady.
1: She's blonde. Yes. That's, that's about all, that's, that's about her. all I got from yeah. her. She's British and blonde. I, she's from da- the the main blonde lady, correct? Yeah. Yeah, she's from Downton Abbey. That's uh, I that's what she's. So from. she's bankable. Yeah. For yes.
0: S- yes. a certain demographic for the UK. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you know. People that like dumb now. Like Steph's watching it right now. No, my so. my mom watches it. Apparently, it's very good. I'm not too up on costume dramas, but I, I I'm not one to judge. I'm fine. I watch undisputed movies. <laughs> I watch prison fighting movies. I'm watching Ash versus the Evil Dead. So yeah, so we can't talk. No. But anyways, the British lady is with the military guys that roll up, and they actually order Tom Cruise and Jake Johnson to go in the hole into Amineth's tomb with her. And something that jumped out to me very early in this movie, starting with this scene, mm-hmm. is it's a very lonely movie. There's never more than like three or four people on screen at a time. Yeah. For something that, for a movie that has a scene where all of London gets enveloped in a sandstorm. Yeah. There's very few people around, <laughs> and so this scene when that. they descend into the tomb. Think of Mummy ninety nine. Yeah, they had a whole crew. They had four people. They had they had hired help. Yep, l- locals basically. Yep. They had cowboys. They had horses. Yep. They had the Magi on their asses.
1: Well, there's two separate teams. Of there's t- whole. There's yeah. two
0: whole separate teams. This is like what is it Glumgold and Uncle Scrooge <laughs> coming for the treasure at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Beagle Boys <laughs> and Huey Dewey and
1: Louie. They're all running for the treasure at the same time. Pretty much. It's yeah. like the opening to du- of DuckTales. Life is like a hurricane. Um, Life is indeed like (laughs) a (laughs) hurricane. So, yeah, it feels like a very lonely movie because
0: the three of them go spelunking, and it's just the three of them. The
1: build-up is what's fun, though. That's what makes that first mummy fun, is that you have these two teams looking for stuff, and you show both. You show that the Cowboys find... um, They find a... um, they find one sarcophagus, mm-hmm. and the it's filled with like acid or something. Yeah. So the first night, there's actually it's actually a couple of days. So yeah. the workers actually get melted by some kind of yeah. acid. It's a All trap. Pressurized salt acid is what. Good, <laughs> good memory. What, yeah. yeah you're, right, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, so they get melted, and then they end up finding um, the little things that have emoteps. It was what they put his organs into. Oh
0: yeah, that, they that, found the little canisters, the yeah, jars, the little them. jars. Um, and he, he actually collects those later. Yeah. And that's why he's going after yeah, the member yeah. of the Because t- so they, they carry those off with them.
1: They're, we're taking the time to set up the rest of the movie because the majority of the movie is him regenerating and then ultimately raising up a Nox in a moon. Yes. Um, so we actually so, spend time doing that. So He that. has agency in the story. Um, so, I would say that the majority, I'd say 50% of the movie, maybe 60% is him regenerating, finding these people and we're learning more about him as it goes along. No, it, it's we just talked about the predator movies at
0: length yeah think of think of that while you're thinking of mummy 99 a good chunk of the movie the first third of or, or so is just an adventure film yeah complete with like hippos and camels and yeah. you know goofy shit
1: he's haggling with the one guy over the cam, uh, camel yeah. yeah there there's there,
0: there's adventure film elements
1: there's shootouts it's oh there's shootouts there's there's a lot of guns in this movie (laughs) we just kind of glossed over that like it's a lot of fun like up until then there's (laughs) cowboys like fucking cowboys in in Egypt it's actually almost like the three different acts are almost different movies the first act is an action movie the second act is a horror movie the third act is back to action I'd say yeah yeah so uh, with but actually actually it kinda combines because you have Emotep who's fully regenerated, yeah, with and zombie Not only that, the guns take a
0: back seat to swords and mm, like That's true you know fist fighting and stuff. So oh it's, yeah, there's fist fighting. Oh yeah, there's fists. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's funny how it's like they made him with film that was engaging enough
1: before the mummy was even an element in it. If you take away developing the mummy like they did in the 2017 like she's not really chasing anybody to well that's the problem is she's like too
0: single minded yeah. cause see I, I mentioned this before we went on the air that um, what was more interesting to me about the way Imhotep's powers worked is that they grew Yeah. Um, it was known that he would be powerful when he woke up but him piecing himself together cause he starts out like a rotten corpse and yeah. then by the end he's back to very handsome Arnold Vosloo. Yes. Skimply, scantily clad. Yes, too. very, very Yeah, much, yeah. He's, he's like in a loincloth and shit. He's oh, yeah. very comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very breezy. He looks great, yeah. Yeah, he looks great. <laughs> but when he's in his initial, like, rotten mummy mode, he's just that. Like, yeah. He's a shambling corpse that is unkillable, but un- unless he corners you, you're okay. Yeah, he can't- and it isn't until he gets a few victims and he regenerates himself a little bit that he starts to become a legitimate threat and he starts mm. to... Begins, like, summoning plagues. And they even have that fun moment where uh, there's a cat in the room. Yeah. And he's actually afraid of it. A couple times, yeah. Um, and right Rachel Weisz, I think, is kind enough to point out that it's like, oh, they're the guardians of the underworld yeah. or whatever. So he's it's natural that he'd be afraid of them. But then at a certain point, that's not going to work anymore. Yeah. And by the end of the movie, he's summoning sandstorms and putting his face in the cloud of the yeah. sand and, like, eating yeah. planes. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Aminette, uh, she... Oh. She has maybe two different physical forms she takes on. Uh, there's like completely rotten, shambling corpse that mm-hmm. is actually kind of cool looking. Yeah. Where she's mostly on all fours. And that was kind of That, was, kinda that cool. was one. I think that may have been the best scene in the movie yeah. when she gets those two
1: cops. I do remember that being the creepy part. I yeah. Okay. Uh, she's a
0: basically part. like a, a moist, like yeah. rotten corpse. And she's like completely down to the bone. She has no flesh on her. And then very shortly after, she fleshes out a bit. And by the end, she's like sexy Sofia Boutella. Um, and she doesn't really change after that. And her powers seem to be present the entire time. She It's more just like her not choosing to use them. Because yeah. that sandstorm felt like the most shoehorned in special effects moment I think I've seen in a long time. So when do we get to Russell Crowe? Where, where is he at? We get to Russell the- Crowe almost at the very beginning of the movie, actually he's in one of the earliest scenes if i remember um the beginning of the movie is i think prologue with her and then news footage of london where yep uh some construction workers accidentally unearth a crusader's tomb yes um that apparently houses egyptian artifacts in it go figure and then russell crew runs in with a bunch of g-men and he does the thing where uh Someone asks you, what are you doing here? And he, without looking at them, he flips, in, he flips open his badge and flips it closed again. Says, move along.
1: Yeah. He's, he's like, this, this is mine. He's like Keys in Predator 2. He's just like, everybody get the fuck out. Like, yeah. this is mine now. Like, <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> so, we talked about this before. Mm. Um, the only good part of this is when we're, when we're introduced to Russell, Russell Crowe and we figure out that he is Dr. Jekyll. And Mr. Hyde. And Mr. Hyde. That goes without saying. (laughs) Um, So when he... So they have her... They capture her. And that's something that does not happen in uh, Mummy 99. No. There's no way to capture him. There's only a way to scare him off and to keep him... Like, give him obstacles, give him some speed bumps. But they straight up capture her. And what are they pumping into her to keep her down? Mercury. Mercury. Um,
0: I didn't go over that before, but when uh, Tom Cruise and blonde lady and jake johnson go down into aminette's tomb uh they find her sarcophagus and it's uh submerged in mercury which apparently which blonde lady says they use to ward off evil spirits it weakens evil spirits she says sure then there's a bunch of statues of anubis looking inward at the at the coffin or sarcophagus or whatever and she says that symbolizes that they're keeping something in rather than defending it from intruders so she it's it's telegraphed very widely that this is not meant to be opened. Uh, they have a attempt at comedy where Tom Cruise does a very Han Solo esque move and like shoots a chain mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, it causes a pulley to go off. And then the first, so- for something that they went to such great lengths to keep it out of reach. Mm-hmm. All he had to do was break that chain and it comes right back up mm. from the Mercury. And then, uh, with the military's help, they put it on a C one thirty. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, then a bunch of crows run into the plane, and it causes it to crash. And then Tom Cruise is apparently invincible because she needs him
1: to resurrect Seth. Yes. Okay, so Jake Johnson kind of does a American Werewolf in London, I feel like. Oh, oh, yeah. That is blatant. <laughs> where he dies, but he keeps coming back.
0: Like well, he dies in the most bizarre way. He gets bitten by a camel spider, which Tom Cruise mm.
1: even says on screen, they're not poisonous. So... No, to we'll talk about Jake Johnson real quick. Uh, <laughs> I I like Jake Johnson. He's very funny. Um, I, like I said, I like him in Drinking Buddies. He's got a new girl. Um, he's really funny in that Tag movie. Pretty much, if I see him, I'm like, okay, he's gonna be really good in this. He's gonna be funny. But in the we were talking about this uh, in '99 with that mummy, all those characters are pretty funny. Like oh, yeah? Rachel Vice is funny. Brendan Fraser, um, and whatever Benny of course um, yeah we gotta get to Benny at some and, point and what's his face uh, Jonathan I don't know that again I'll, you know, I don't know guy's the, name. Yeah, the, the he's squir- in,
0: squirrely British man he's been in three
1: movies that I know of they're all mummy movies, <laughs> <They're> all mummy <laughs> movies. Um, but yeah so it seems kind of cheap to throw Jake Johnson in there. Oh, he's in Jurassic World, too. That's the only thing I know him okay, from, to yeah. be honest. And he's funny in there, too. He's, yeah, he's the he's, he's the meta character. He's the, he's yeah. the audience proxy. Yes. <laughs> but I see what you're doing by putting him in this movie. Like, he needs to be the funny one. But he doesn't really even get to be funny. Like, I don't remember him being... He,
0: the movie also forgets about him. They do. Um, there's when he's first introduced so what happens with jake johnson is they're in the tomb actually and camel spiders come out from all the cracks in the walls Mm -hmm. and like an idiot he unload he dumps a whole magazine like a whole clip (laughs) into the wall like they're the size of your hand sir you're not gonna hit anything no And he almost kills all his friends. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he gets bit by a camel spider, and it seems innocuous, especially since Tom Cruise says they're not poisonous. Yeah. And then by the time we're on the C 130,
1: uh, he's a zombie. He
0: dies and turns into a zombie? Yeah. Which uh, compels him to try to unleash Aminet from the sarcophagus. Yeah. Um, And then the crow stuff happens, and Tom Cruise accidentally kills him again because he was already dead apparently he shoots him like three different times yeah um and it's played for laughs and it's really awkward because it's not terribly funny Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially that last shot and especially since directly preceding that and i think this is another tom cruise thing because what i know of tom cruise is that uh especially in modern times like in recent times um he commits very physic like he commits himself physically to Mm -hmm. his roles yes so, like, Collateral, for instance. Oh, he was so He good did collateral. some serious handgun training for that movie. The, and the, he was
1: excellent. Two in the chest, one in the head. Yeah, oh, that, oh, the, oh, the oh, Mozambique drove. It, it was fucking... Like, m- and was, then his reloading. Yeah. Just, like, instantaneous. It was beautiful. I always, always when I hear that mentioned, I'm like, I would, Arnold was training for the Terminator 1. He mm-hmm. spent so much time with the gun range just making... Like, without even having to blink, he could just... Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, the, the most reload.
0: recent, most famous example right now is Keanu Reeves and John Wick. Um, just crazy. it's phenomenal it's so good. <laughs> but the thing about that is that is a learned skill mm-hmm. that doesn't disappear overnight no. and there's a throwaway gag in in this Mummy 2017 where when jake johnson is coming at them very sluggishly with a knife he kills their co like <laughs> like, like very lazily yeah. but when he's coming at them and he's cornering them on the plane uh Tom cruise is trying to get him to stop and he just looks to one of the other soldiers on the plane who's holding a gun towards jake johnson and tom cruise does this like like instantaneous like hand whip motion to take the pistol from the guy
2: mm-hmm.
0: but then immediately after that he's holding the pistol one-handed like a child and accidentally shoots his friend so it's like you just showed a moment of brilliant competence on the spot and yeah. then suddenly one shot later, he's a complete dunce with the pistol. Yeah, these these don't weird.
1: go together. No, that does not. Go these together. do
0: not go together. It's just one of those weird little details I noticed that just <laughs> seems so strange to me. I don't even remember what. To- oh yeah, Jack Johnson dies on that plane. Uh, most of the people on that plane, except for British lady and Tom Cruise, die. Yeah. Uh, the plane crashes. Sarcophagus goes missing briefly, and uh, Tom Cruise is apparently invincible after that because Ammanet yeah. needs him to bring back Set. Um. And then thereafter Jake Johnson appears like
1: twice maybe? I think it's twice. I know at least once and he's talking.
0: Yeah, he shows up a few times, says a few things. It's it's meant to it's a direct ripoff of American World in London. That's all
1: I can think of. But
0: then after those initial appearances, for a good forty minutes or so, he's just gone. Yeah. The movie completely forgets about him and he just shows up at the end uh, to help Tom Cruise like find the Crusader's tomb. Yeah. So he's just, he's a plot device. He's not a
1: character. It's unfortunate. Stupid. It's funny. (laughs) Um, So going back to Mummy 97. 99. 99. Um, So yeah, like I was saying, like the fun part of that movie is him, like the horror part is him hunting down these guys that opened up the chest. Yes. Um, and my favorite is when he kills the Egyptologist, the guy from uh, Anaconda in oh, Jumanji.
0: Yeah, I don't know his name, but his name. yeah, he was but,
1: the dad and the hunter from Jumanji and Titanic. He's in Titanic. Um, oh, he's always he's always welcome. I love yeah. him. He's great. Who Freud? Who is he? <laughs> is he a passenger? <laughs> I just, I just, this is one thing from Titanic I remember. Uh, well, actually, I remember a lot from the movie. But that was funny. Um, but no, there was a. Emotep has gotten. He's gotten the the blind dude, um, and he's still in the rags basically because he is oh, yeah. terrifying. Yeah, no, he can't be out in public yeah. at this point. This is when he he turns his head. He knows that um, O'Connell and Jonathan are looking at him, and he turns. And I really like the CGI. I really like what they did. Oh, it yeah. looks. It still looks really cool, and it's really creepy. Yeah, it's. And yeah. Then he. He opens up his mouth really wide. He lets out the flies.
0: Yeah, um, that's that's when he ascends to. I have plague powers. <laughs> like I can affect an entire civilization now. Um,
1: but that basically that once he gets the last person and he's the second to last, he just has like the teeth. You can just see his teeth, basically. Yeah,
0: there's that goofy scene where he's with his crowd of zombies and he goes. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a really creepy part too. Yeah, I, I. I I maintain that that's that's still pretty good because um, it's pretty creepy. Well, yeah, I mean it's a bunch of people with sores on their faces that are listening to
1: this mummy man, yeah. and want to kill you. <laughs> but once he gets the last person, the plot immediately shifts. He's like, "Okay, yes. I'm taking." He's like, "I'm taking Rachel Vice, and the only way you're gonna get out of here is if I take her." But then he just like kill them all. They escape, so now they have to hunt. They have, they know where he's going, and they have to go find him. Mm-hmm. So that's where we go in. Basically, the third act is yeah, starting now. no, the third act is going back to the city. So, yes. back to where they started. Which is what you do next. I can't... I do not know. Like, after Russell Crowe, Dr. Jekyll... Yeah. Um, He's got Homegirl all... Like, he's he's got her pump full of mercury. And then she gets out somehow because he... Oh, um, he gets into a scuffle with Tom Cruise. And basically turns into... Um, Mr. Hyde. Yeah, and I guess somehow knocks her loose. It's even dumber than that, my friend. Oh, there
0: we go. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, the way I remember this, and I could very easily be wrong, because uh, you said you were sipping some wine or yeah, something. Yeah, some wine. Yeah, he was. He was sipping wine. I was probably like not. Nah, swi- I was. I was probably like doing something else, <laughs> like playing playing some video game or something <laughs> on the side. Yeah. Um, the way I remember this is. Uh, so she has demonstrated the ability to control wildlife to some extent. Mm-hmm. It's not really explained what deg- to what degree, but she summons well, we didn't see her do it, but some crows followed her up into the air and crashed themselves into a plane. so we can assume that maybe she and inf- she did that. okay. Um, also the camel spiders again, this is all just me inferring because yeah. this isn't communicated to me very clearly. Um, Given that the camel spider bite was what caused Jake Johnson to die and then become her serp. Yeah, I know. It just He's mean. not helping her either. He's like against her. It makes no fucking sense. Anyway, she can control wildlife, apparently. Um, she summons like a spider or something from a drain and commands it to crawl up a man's neck into his ear. Some guy, just some guy on a computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Russell Crowe's oh, base. Oh my gosh, and I forgot about that. It going into his ear allows her to possess him and then he grabs a fire axe and starts smashing electronics.
1: You know, it's funny you mentioned this, yeah. uh, that he was a writer on Star Trek. Uh, guess who just watched Wrath of Khan for the first time? Oh. Yeah, that's Wrath of Khan. Ear- Earbug. That's exactly Earbook, what bug. Earbug, he's a Star Trek fan. Damn. I mean, yeah,
0: wow. Didn't even think about that. Worlds are colliding. Just mm. connections. Connections are being made. Me. <laughs> he tasks me. And Ricardo
1: Montalban him. is brilliant. Actually, we were, my dad and I were watching that because my dad, my dad's a sci-fi. Both my, well, my dad and my grandfather... That's a great dad movie. They love sci-fi well, movies. Well, I mean, it's
0: basically a submarine movie.
1: It more or less is. In space. Um, but we were watching it, and Ricardo Montalban, like, his chest is huge. His <laughs> chest. Just... I actually read on the IMDb. Uh, I think it was IMDb. Yeah. I, was like, I was looking at was looking at him like... Cause my dad's like, nah, it's a chest thing. I'm like, I'm looking at him like, not nah, pop. I'm like, that's that's his chest thing. <laughs> and I, I looked it up, and it was—it's actually been speculation for years. Yeah, it does look kind of phony. I think nope. it just has a lot of makeup on no, it. No, 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 no. He—it's real. Yeah. And he did it by doing a ton of push-ups. He was asked about this on like a on a show, like a okay. talk show, and I an believe you. He's like, nope. He just—I did a whole bunch of pushups. No,
0: I, I mean this is this is nothing to be surprised by yeah. i mean people have been doing this for years you think arnold doesn't get a pump before they get the cameras rolling uh,
1: professional if you're going to be seen yeah
0: short off yeah you get you a know, pump,
1: uh, pump. one of these hong
0: kong martial arts movies i have i watched the special features of it mm-hmm. and before they rolled on a a glamour shot like in between throwing fists yeah, colin cho is in the background just like doing angled push-ups just to get his forearms looking just right yeah he, this is this is old hat you know? gotta look jacked yeah though. this is what you do i mean you know with a lady she's in the bathroom do some claps <laughs> yes, with, uh, with, uh, <laughs> do ben, some exploders <laughs> ben stiller and uh, along came polly she yeah. goes to the bathroom he just starts doing push-ups in there <laughs> i forget what movie it was maybe it was like uh, fast times at ridgemont high or something but it's like uh, the guy's giving his friend advice for like first time with a lady like push-ups
1: oh he's like what do you uh, mean he's like just push-ups yeah what's his name Damon. Damon. it it may have been that i can't
0: remember but i remember that was in a movie and it stuck with me and i have practiced at least
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh it's funny
0: but yeah um she so this guy goes nuts with a fire axe while tom cruise is fighting uh russell crowe um not a terribly good scuffle between the two of them but russell crowe's acting um, I do like that he took on like a Cockney accent for Hyde, mm-hmm. but he speaks in his normal voice for Jekyll. Oh, interesting!
1: I didn't catch that. It's
0: cute. Like it, it's a nice little detail. And I don't know his physicality. He does look imposing because he's he's a big guy. He's a big and guy. I mean, I seen Cinderella, man. I've seen I seen Gladiators. He's a gladiator. And he's from New Zealand. Like he's <laughs> I'm sure he he's, he's an Aussie. He's an Aussie. He, he's an Aussie. Oh,
1: even worse. <laughs> don't kill Trevor.
0: <laughs> Seriously. <He's a> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's how she breaks
1: free. Gotcha. Well, the Mummy ninety nine. Yeah, the whole point of the movie is they have to stop him because, because he wants to bring his gal back. He's which makes
0: the- our heroes look like kind of jerks, I guess. Yeah, he's
1: he just wants his lady. He back. wants his lady back, but he has all the power. Like he's he's all powerful now, mm-hmm. and he can't be killed, except they need to get the book of the gold the, book. The gold book is the book of the dead. The other book is the book of Amun. Amun-Ra if i'm not mistaken. I think so. Something um, like that. So wow, the, we're
0: we're doing pretty good with those. I, I've seen the movie a lot. Amun-Ra? Yeah. Um, Amun-Ra.
1: I think our even our pronunciation might yeah. not be too bad. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> um, pat on the back. Yeah, yeah. nice. Uh, <laughs> we uh, so yeah, they have to stop him. Basically he's just going to he's going to run wild, but that's the that's his weakness though, I think, is that he wants to do that. Yeah, and that's their no, they they know where he'll be and what he's doing. That's his last chance, yes. so they have to go find it, which is, this is easy to follow. Because yeah. Because we know this happens. Again, easy to follow. Easy it's to follow. It's a summer fucking blockbuster. Jesus. So, I don't know where the movie goes after that. I do not remember a frame of it. Mummy 2017? So,
0: uh, after She Breaks Free?
1: Yeah. You, you lost it. Past that, I don't know a single thing that happens. So do you i'm i'm trying <laughs> uh, you there was a there was a audible pause just then um, you haven't even burned synapses man like you <laughs> you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't drink like i um, have a reason but that's that's
0: bad if you can't remember so the way i'm remembering this she breaks free and then we get a completely extraneous action sequence mm-hmm. it's very brief but looked very very expensive i'm sure it was put i think they shoehorned it in for the trailer possibly to sell it to international audiences that's my that's my suspicion that's my tinfoil hat moment with this um she summons a sandstorm uh in in london and we get a overhead shot of sand blowing buildings and like throwing buses around not many people like no real victims that were made aware of um during the confusion uh Tom Cruise, I think, runs into Jake Johnson on a double-decker bus and he tells him, head this way to go to the Crusader's tomb because the whole movie is based around a fucking knife with a red jewel that need to be conjoined. They need to be joined together. Okay. Yeah, the, the entire movie, and I can't believe this didn't enter into my mind until just now, but the entire movie is basically centered around a MacGuffin in the form of this knife that she needs to set a
1: gemstone into Oh, the gem. I I remember the gemstone now. Yes.
0: Um, So throughout the entire movie, it's basically her making middling attempts at capturing Tom Cruise. But then, oh wait, she forgot she doesn't have the gem and the knife. And it doesn't work unless she has both. So she's an incompetent mummy on top of you know, being unfocused and weird. Um, So yeah, the climax of the movie takes us into the catacombs under London, where all the crusader knights are. Zombie crusader knights. Yeah. Because... Kids like zombies. Yep, we don't. Um, I actually, kind of like the look of them. It's kind of neat seeing like guys in like chainmail armor who are also, you know, mummified or skeletons. It, very like Ray Harryhausen-esque. You know, it's,
1: it's, I, it's fun. I still like the the uh, the Magi. I like him controlling the Magi. In well,
0: what upsets me about Mummy Twenty Seventeen is the lack of creativity in mm-hmm. in the action and in the creature designs and stuff. It's all it's all just zombie mummies. They behave like zombies. Tom Cruise has like fist fights with them which Brendan Fraser does as well but they never there's too much of them like they're in the entire movie and it's like this Aminette mummy who at, at only one instance in the movie blows up a city essentially all she throws at him are just zombies that he very easily can beat up
1: well, let's jump back to 1999 real quick uh, yeah. there are two, two sets he brings back his priests which are the mummy zombies yeah and then he also uh, brings back the magi mm-hmm. which he can control. Um, so we have the magi are quick. Like it you're fighting ghost warriors like mm-hmm. you, it's no joke. The the priests are just an inconvenience more yeah, or less. Yeah. They're
0: just obstacles. They're basically oh. like night of the living dead zombies.
1: But that, that makes me makes me think of like do you think that they were trying to make this do you think they were trying to bank on the action sequences of this movie? 99? No, no. Um, 20, 2017. 2017. I
0: hope not, because they're not very creative, nor are they executed all that well. Because Tom Cruise
1: is anything, he's an action star. Like that's that's what he is.
0: Yeah, but watching him go through dull dialogue scenes and then occasionally punch incompetent, lazy mummies is not thrilling in any way. But
1: they did. It seems like they didn't
0: really commit to either thing. Yeah, whereas Mummy Ninety Nine, like you said, that the finale of that movie is a lot of fun. Yeah because you get these everything you get these accelerated mummies that brendan fraser finds himself a sword he's having sword fights with mummies uh they have a lot of fun with the idea of them uh, becoming dismembered and Mm -hmm. continuing to fight so like the action choreography i mentioned harryhausen feels very much like jason and the argonauts or something where it's a man fighting with special effects but the way that special effects are animated is done like that of a cartoon where it's very energetic yeah the choreography is very creative and just overflowing with charisma it's like you can't help but smile Mm -hmm. at watching you know i think there's even like a shot of him like juggling a a mummy's head and like hitting it like a bat basically
1: yeah and
0: and you know it's cute little details like that whereas tom cruise is basically doing like casey casey method slash krav maga moves on the undead. On the undead, <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, do your MMA shit on the um, on the undead. That's did you that's learn nothing fun. from
1: zombie movies? You don't you don't do jujitsu without like, a fucking <laughs> zombie. Like that's that's you're gonna get you get bit. There was I think exactly
0: one moment during those mummy fights, of which there are way too many in that yeah. 2017 movie, because they're they're decently choreographed, but there's no energy to them. Like there's no drama. There's no Fun. Um, there's one moment where he steps on one of their heads and goes ugh, <laughs> and seeing Tom Cruise go ugh <laughs> like that that was actually kind of cute. Like I laughed at that.
1: Well, in the in the third act when they're actually like we're at the climax now, yes. like we have well, we have several things going on. So we have Jonathan or Rachel Vice is being chased by the Moon. Yes, she's been partially resurrected. And then Jonathan is being chased by Emotep, and then Brendan Fraser is fighting off. Um, zombies. Like yes. He's fighting zombies. So everybody's got their hands full.
0: Everybody's contributing in some fashion. And we're jumping back and forth. Yes. Uh, Usually I disagree with that, but it's a high energy movie. It's mostly tongue in cheek. That's okay.
1: Yeah. It, <laughs> but like, it's very easy to remember that movie because it. Oh, okay. So do you want to? You want to do Benny? Do you want to talk about Benny? We got to talk about Benny. He's just so good. So let's talk about Benny. So, yeah, so Benny is um, he is a weasel I guess it's, it's, no, didn't he call him a weasel at one point I think
0: so and his character design is obviously designed to look weaselly. like he's got a paper, he's got a pencil thin mustache
1: wait didn't Boris Karloff's mummy have a pencil thin mustache in the top lip I can't remember
0: because I, I remember he had a fez just like uh, Benny um, mm-hmm. or a, a cap that looked kind of like a fez anyway um yeah benny it starts out the way we're introduced to him is he's with brendan fraser when they're at hamunatra and he's an opportunist yes um and he's also displayed to be duplicitous in the sense that he he takes advantage of whatever situation he's in so if he has to play sides against each other he will if it means him surviving and profiting
1: from it he does not uh have the little tiny mustache Karloff does not have a tiny mustache but I still <laughs> want to watch it because just his uh, just his makeup just looks really good like I said it's
0: not in it too much
1: oh man
0: I told you he's only wrapped up for the first few minutes of the movie
1: Jeez. and then the rest of the time
0: he's just and I think his name is uh... I can't remember if Imhotep was the original 1930s mummy or if it was Keris. there were two different mummy names and that's it, it, that's it, it, trivial there, that's yeah. trivial yeah. bullshit yes. anyway Benny, um, Benny's Benny's big turn in the in the plot comes in the form of him getting cornered by Imhotep. Yes. Um, So he's been working for the Cowboys up until this point. So he and Brendan Fraser reunite when they're on this expedition on opposite ends. Yeah. So he and Brendan Fraser recognize each other, but they're not working together. no, and Benny actually screws him over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You,
1: what you, does he take his camels or... around? <laughs> no, no, so he. Um, so the magi come in when they're fu- like, there's a, like a civil war going on yeah. basically, and then I think the mag no, the magi don't come in. Do the magi come in at that point?
0: They they run. No, them, they're run watching. Them. They're yeah. watching up there. That's yeah. right.
1: Uh, but basically, the battle is coming now close quarters, and they're. Scrambling, yeah. Benny deep, deep,
0: deep. hop hop deep, deep, deep.
1: <laughs> Rachel flies on her camel. Uh, Benny goes into uh, like a like some kind of tomb or something like that, yeah. and shuts the door on him. So oh yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, he's like, oh, you left me to die out there, mm-hmm. basically. But yeah, so. so
0: Benny gets cornered in the tomb at Hamunaptra by a pretty incomplete Imhotep. So yes. Imhotep's still working on putting himself together at this point. I think he's only captured a quarter of a guy at this mm. point. Um, and he's running up on Benny, and he looks like he's gonna choke him out and kill him. And Benny is fumbling with his necklaces, mm. necklaces, Necklace, pearl, and, <laughs> and he starts pulling out a religious iconography, of which he has every chachka and yeah, p- <laughs> every from every single denomination imaginable.
1: And even after he says like the third one, he's like, no, <laughs> he's got more. He's got more.
0: So he runs, he runs the gamut. He runs through every single religious icon he has, and eventually he, I think, he hits the Star of David. Yes, he hits the Star of David. And he starts saying some Hebrew, I believe, and uh, it gives Imhotep, Imhotep pause. Like he retracts his hand and he says, "Oh, the language of the slaves," yes. but in Egyptian.
1: So Benny, Benny's arc is actually very important for Imhotep because he's the one guiding him yes. more or less.
0: He's he's his. He's like his underling, but he also doubles, at least in the early goings, as his, like, presence in public. Mm-hmm. So the first f- complete victim that Imhotep secures comes in the form of uh, Benny obtaining an audience with this guy who Imhotep already yanked his tongue in his eyes. Yeah. And uh, the guy thinks that Benny's there to help him. And then he says, oh, meet my master. And uh. a guy has no eyes, so he can't see that. Oh, it's a mummy sitting in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, that gives him enough power to start working on the next person. Yeah. So throughout the entirety of his of Imhotep's uh, adventure, his journey to reclaim all, all of his body and uh, gain gain power to resurrect uh, Anak Sun- Sunamun, Benny is side by side with him.
1: So Mummy Seventeen, she just vaguely has powers that she doesn't really know she has. I think kinda. she
0: knows. She's just sloppy. she's just just not
1: very good at being a mummy yeah but at least we know why um, Arnold Vosler's mummy is limited is because he has to keep basically yeah no it's spelled out to us that
0: he's working his way up to full strength easy enough and that actually enhances the tension in the film because the idea is oh if we can stop him early this will be easier so we have to keep these people safe but and they keep failing yes and it's it's obviously frustrating for our characters yes And I guess it's also nice, too, that we had time to get to know all these characters, too. So every victim is a victim. Yeah. Like, we know who they are. And they're played by familiar actors, too. Whereas, Mummy 2017 is entirely focused on her trying to
1: get with Tom Cruise. It's funny you mention that, uh, about the, the, we get to know the characters. So, um, the first character that gets it is the guy with the glasses. Yeah. And he's actually the first one to be friendly. He's like, you know. Yeah, he's the only one of the cowboys, really, that's ready to. Right away, so we kill him first. Of course, the first one that goes, (laughs) Um, and then it is the Egyptologist who Uh, we don't really like. One of the cowboys gets it before that. Uh, He's been oh, he's the uh, uh, glass bourbon and a shot of bourbon. Yeah, uh, he's
0: he's the one that gets uh, sucked up by the sandstorm in the hotel room. Yeah, and the Egyptologist gets it out in public,
1: and he we get a nice shot of him like all shriveled up. And the last guy. He kind of looks like the guy from Law and Order. I can't think of his name. Uh, (laughs) Just a shorter version of him. Wouldn't be surprised if it was the guy from Law and Order. No, no, it's not. (laughs) Uh, I can't think of his name. He's really funny, though. Um, Big dude. I think he was a fucking Navy SEAL (laughs) or something. He
0: plays FBI agents a lot.
1: Yeah, I think he's an NCIS. He's got an unfortunate hairline. Uh, uh, Yeah, (laughs) I think he's SVU. I think he played opposite Marisha Harkate. Gotcha. But yeah, so... Yeah, let's
0: cover the climaxes of both these movies yes. so we already pretty much covered Mummy 99 yes um, so let's get right up to the end of that one so the way they defeat Imhotep
1: is uh which was uh, this is a cool part so yeah. they yeah, get I'll the, let you handle the, it they get the book of the dead mm-hmm. and Vice says two sentences twice something 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 yes and then <laughs> um, this is funny because Emotep uh, is about to just—he's gonna take uh, Brendan Fraser. And he's got he's gonna eat the, him. He's got him up by the neck. He's gonna eat him. And he's dropping his mouth down like the scream, scream dude. And like Freddy Krueger. And in the shot, Brendan Fraser's like blue. Like <laughs> he, he, been he, he's been while. up there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time. Oh, I didn't even think about that. There's so a lot of choking. <laughs> when he when he gets hung, which I think is a really good shot. Oh, uh, remember when he drops down oh. when they drop it? It looks legit because he like bounces down. Yeah um but i didn't think about that he's being choked so like he has stamina (laughs) being choked i guess (laughs) Uh, that was set up (laughs) but this um this the head looks like a witch doctor like it has like um just like a like a re um do you remember jungle to jungle where he's talking did you see jungle to Jungle? where he's talking to the you can't see the person talking behind the Mm -hmm. behind like it looks like uh you're your family are from Hawaii. What, what's the hula, the hula skirt kind of deal? <laughs> okay. So it's kind of it looks like a hula skirt. So it's so like can, straw or something. Yeah, like a straw. Yeah, something like that. But it's it's kind of creepy because this thing comes out like on a horse. Like yeah, on, like, it's like a, a chariot. chariot yeah, yeah, and just like runs through him and takes his. Son, yeah, it, basically. it takes
0: like a semi-transparent ghoul of him away. And and yeah, he's like he's like holding out his arms <laughs> <No>! like. <laughs> And he he chases himself. He chases himself. He chases himself. he, he is yeah,
1: immortal. What made him immortal? Yeah, basically.
0: we get to see Arnold Vosloo. <laughs> we get to see Arnold Vosloo's ass as he chases
1: after yeah. himself, being carried away by a ghost chariot. Um, and it basically just makes him mortal. He's like, oh, the, the other thing is going to kill him, and then he just boom and yeah. gets him.
0: I forget, Anaxuna Moon was killed before that. So I the, think.
1: okay, so yeah, so what happens is is. Uh, she gets the book to stop the magi because the yeah. magi are going after Brendan Fraser yeah, and um, they're clearly not killable no yeah. um, so she oh um, Jonathan is the one that actually reads the reads mm. the inscription and stops the magi and then he says go kill a Nox in a moon so they that's where you oh, get the yeah, shadow. oh yeah yeah that's right you yeah. get the cool shadow I of them I forgot about that doing the Remember Will Ferrell is the awful boss with the trident, stabbing him. <laughs> that's what that's what I thought of. Um, but yeah, you get the shadows. That yeah. happens a couple of times yeah. in the movie where you just get like the the shadows. When of the Pharaoh's killed too, they kind of do that a little yeah. bit. That's yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, and that's how she when she stabs herself too. Yes. That's fun. I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's almost
0: like this director has some talent. Yeah, well, <laughs> go
1: figure. And is not bullied by a fucking. Dude's well, I five, mean,
0: Stephen Summers is not a brilliant director, but he has some element of craft. I mean, come on, man—he knows how to make entertainment sometimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have you think about it? Joel Schumacher wrangled Val Kilmer, who I, from what I understand, was not very cooperative on the set of Doctor uh, the Island of Doctor Moreau. Yes, and, I've heard this. <laughs> and also, uh, I'm sure I would assume Arnold is pleasant to work with, but I could see him being. Difficult at times. Like, maybe just like, no, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> like, no, I'm smoking a cigar. No. He's like,
0: you're supposed to be Mr. Freeze having a lit cigar. The, no, no, it is no, time for the stogies. Buddy, the stogie. It is time for stogies. So,
1: I mean, he managed... Oh, that's that's a conversation for another yeah, day. Yeah, we'll man. get to Schumacher someday. Yeah, someday. <laughs> well, we'll get to Schumacher, St. Elmo's Fire. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh Yeah, like, being able to, like... Those two guys, like he, they seem like they did a pretty good, like he did a pretty good job of keeping them in line as far as acting goes, like Val Kilmer and Arnold. But
2: <laughs>
1: I'm not gonna give you that. Yeah, fine, but don't be bullied by Tom Cruise. Yeah. Jeez. So yeah,
0: um, conclusion of Mummy ninety nine is yes, they rob him of his powers. Uh, he gets shanked by Brendan Fraser. He walks himself very politely. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he walks himself backwards into a CGI pool of stuff. It's not quite water. It's no, like, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's, it's like kind of
1: bluish purple. That might be mercury. Now that you mention it, maybe, that might have been that might have been mercury
0: something. in 1999. Although we'd already seen Terminator 2 and The Abyss, so clearly mercury is doable in CGI. Yeah. So maybe I don't know. I think it was supposed to be water, but. Animated and it given was, it character. Was not clean. Do not drink that water. But yeah, he very politely walks himself into the pool, starts turning back into a mummy face, says some stuff in Egyptian that translate death is, is the not beginning. Is, yeah, is death only is the only the beginning. Uh, Rachel Weisz says. Um, so yeah, that's the conclusion of
1: Imhotep. They make with some treasure, and Benny dies as fuck. And then yeah,
0: he uh, gets sealed in the tomb and eaten by scarabs, presumably. Uh yeah, that, he deserved um, that. Yeah. Come up We've talked about this before. It's important for sleazy people in movies to die a certain way. Yes, it needs to be appropriate. I no. think that John Wick kind of shit the bed on that, but that's, yeah, that's shot to the head just ain't worth. It's just no. not right. It wasn't
1: bad. Imba- I didn't even realize it. Until I'm like, that was it. That's that what he got. That what <laughs> killed your dog? Yeah, okay, yeah. so what happens at the end? Of- <laughs> 2017. This is not the first time
0: you've asked me that tonight, and I've,
1: I've been, I've <laughs> been like, I've been know. like
0: hoping you wouldn't ask again because I'm still struggling. <laughs> I've been talking and hoping like it would come. It would back. come back. Does it doesn't come. It back? hasn't come <laughs> back. Um. So, oh, 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 oh. Um. In the catacombs, blonde lady drowns. A very uneventful death. Yes. Um. So Tom Cruise and her are doing the thing where you you're like got your head you're just your lips above oh, the waterline yes yes, yes, yes yes and they're sure, they're not. sucking air and then she Tom's, just pops up doesn't Omin- she? i'm Omin- Omin- it just like grabs her and swims off with her and she swims like a fucking dolphin okay like apparently mummies are very uh adept at swimming right. so she swims off with her and tom cruise like like a crazy person tra- like tries to swim after her and at one point he has to stop to breathe and it's a long take. I think again, this reeks of Tom Cruise saying, "Oh, I want to do this in one take so I can show how
1: long I can hold my breath." Actually, it's interesting you bring that up. Yeah. Um, so I watch. I don't watch the Graham Norton show because I don't. I don't have cable, or I don't know how you watch the Graham Norton show. But I catch little segments on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and it, Graham Norton's really funny, and it he has a, it's a good idea for a show. He's he has both um, a lot of British. Um, British and American actors. Yeah. Come up, very, very famous people.
0: I know he's noted for getting more genuine conversations out yes. of people
1: than you do on, like, Jay Leno and stuff. He gets genuine conversations, and he actually kind of asks about things that you wouldn't normally yeah. ask about or yeah. might be kind of uncomfortable to yeah. ask about. And he does a really good job. So no, he fun. has a good reputation. But Tom Cruise was on there, and he was talking to somebody who had done... Um, uh, deep sea diving, oh, like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the going to like really long uh, on a single breath, going down really low. So like heat 15 minutes or something. No 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 not quite that long. Um, it's it's like like six minutes six That's, to seven. Is that the eternity? It's so especially long. at depth. Like. But I watched a little segment there. Uh, uh, something separate. These guys, what they do is they train. Mm -hmm. and it's like agony like it's it's really painful to like you have to basically suck in a lot of air a lot of oxygen and he trained with somebody doing that so his scenes in I think it's in Mission Impossible 5 there's a giant pool if I'm not mistaken or he has to maybe it's a Mission Impossible it's uh, 5 is it 5 it's 5 it's he, the underwater vault. Yeah, he was doing that. Like that's what he was training telling for. Telling him, man. Yeah. Like this all adds up. We're he, making connections. He was training for that. So if you, it actually makes sense that he would actually that he would want to do that just he can't. because he can't. <laughs> he's like, I've done this. Yeah.
0: So because it stuck out to me that that swimming sequence was entirely extraneous, and I mean it was genuinely like impressive. It's like this is a really long take, but mm-hmm. it felt really out of place, especially since he's trying to save this lady. Um. Anyway blonde lady drowns and then uh tom cruise hoists her back up onto dry land and they're in the tomb and he's like dejected and just like oh man i was doing all this for this lady that the script says i love but you know nobody can really tell based on the way we've been acting together does he start giving
1: her cpr and then start slapping her because she won't wake up uh, something or, or did he line. not see the abyss before he started writing this Ma- maybe he
0: maybe he like thought about it and he's like it's too on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he's looking really dour, and then uh, Aminette walks up on him and starts beating the shit out of him. Okay, because um, she's trying to perform this ritual. Apparently, the only way she can bring Set back, she has to stab. She has Tommy to Cruz. mount him and stab him in the heart uh, with this knife that has a gem on it. So he knocks the gem off, much like. So no, she she gets the knife all assembled or whatever, and then he's not giving in so she beats the shit out of him and they do some interesting stuff with the makeup actually he gets like a broken like sinus cavity like his face is swollen and it's unusual to see tom cruise uglified like that kind of like in a minority report when Mm. he had the the ugly serum okay (laughs) there's a part where he disguises himself and it basically just shrivels his face up into some unrecognizable mush but he's just one of those actors that his face is oftentimes a selling point, so it's not mm-hmm. common to see him fucked up. <laughs> and they fuck him up, and it's interesting. Anyway, there's some shenanigans where he pretends to give in, and then he snatches the knife from her, and then she calls him thief. <laughs> and there's just... there's repetition of calling him a thief throughout the movie. He never really seems like too bad of a guy. but And then he stabs himself. Oh, okay. And instead of bringing back set or like putting set into him it turns him into neo from the matrix i was gonna say does it kill voldemort and then um... so he he gets mummy powers ill-defined mummy powers and then he overpowers her physically Aminet. yeah and then he gives her a kiss and she shrivels up into nothing like into the fetal position and then he's kind of a monster man and he uses his not quite set powers his very ill defined not quite set powers yeah to bring the blonde lady back to life which by doing the knife thing into himself it's uh it's a, it's supposed to represent that like he made a sacrifice just for her But we don't really care about her or how they relate to each other because they're both shitty characters, especially her. Because she actually works for Russell Crowe. I'm not sure if we mentioned that. Oh, yeah. So she's been playing him the whole time. Gotcha. And they have zero chemistry. So he apparently made this big sacrifice for her. And then the movie concludes with her being sad that he can't be with her because he pushes her away because he's like i'm a monster man an ill-defined monster man and he disappears um russell crowe puts Aminette back in her tomb and they put mark mercury on her Mm -hmm. uh, presumably so she can come back in a sequel that's not going to happen or another crossover film uh that's not going to (laughs) happen and then the last few shots of the movie are jake johnson resurrected uh off screen on a horse with Tom Cruise in the desert. And the closest thing we get to a, a mummy Tom Cruise is like he has some bandages on his fingers and some Arab headgear. And Tom Cruise apparently has mummy powers now. And Jake Johnson says, thanks for bringing me back, buddy. And they ride off towards the pyramids of Giza uh, on horseback with a sandstorm following them for no real reason. And over this, we get... The most hackneyed um, ripoff of the Dark Knight narration you've ever heard, okay. um, delivered by Russell Crowe, saying something along the lines of "He's not quite a monster. He's not quite a man. It's up to him to decide if he's going to be oh, yeah, like that. go with the light or the dark." It's it's the end of the Dark Knight, <laughs> just with a mummy man. <laughs> okay. So, so, I just remembered the entire end of that movie, and I'm baffled by how stupid it is. yeah, that's pretty dumb <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, I think part of my brain attempted to seal that off for me,
1: but it I found it and <laughs> now I regret it, okay, so I mean clearly bummy ninety is better like. <laughs> I don't I don't, think, just, that, I don't just, think that warrants discussion. We proved our, uh, we just proved a point, basically. Yeah, we proved it,
0: like notice the enthusiasm level whenever we're talking about Mummy ninety nine, and how clear all of our memories are of it. Yeah, a movie that I have not watched in many years.
1: I watched it maybe two years ago, within, within with
0: many years. movies in between, yeah, including another Mummy movie,
1: which bears some similarities to it. So I'm gonna say there's two ripoffs of Indiana Jones. Um, being underneath the boat, like doing doing the, the bubble things yeah. with the rats. Remember they had the rats in yeah, yeah. uh, uh, Last Crusade? Yes. I had another one because you were just saying something. I'm like, that's Indiana Jones as well. I said a lot of things just now. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I forgot it now. Um, but There's definitely two. That I was just like, yep, that's an Indiana Jones as well.
0: Well, I mean, it's the gold standard as far as adventure films are concerned. So I don't blame him for doing it. I think American And Kurtzman is obviously a fan of probably a lot of the same movies we all grew up with. American and were- he's not afraid
1: of, you know, borrowing. Uh, an American Werewolf in London, is, like, immediately that's when I... that To me, that was Dirty Pool. Like,
0: that's a no-no. Especially since Universal has made other, you know, werewolf movies. Um, to me, that's like borrowing from something that's not... It's not advisable, nor is it appropriate. Like, that felt...
1: Wrong to me, but I think the most I think what proves to him to be, um, I think the worst one is Wrath of Khan because I completely forgot about that the your thing. Yeah, because I because Wrath of Khan is fresh in my mind. Like I I just remember watching. I'm like, you have a guy who wrote the remakes of the or wrote the two newest um, or two of the most recent um, Star Trek movies. Yeah, ripping off Wrath of Khan in the Mummy movie. Well, I mean. I don't
0: want to get into it, but, uh, that's actually a really shitty trope of, uh, modern action films. If you ask me, Hmm. um, I blame the dark Knight for kind of, uh, giving, giving way to it, like giving birth to this thing that we see in a lot of movies nowadays. Um, that would be the Joker being captured intentionally. Oh, okay. So many villains in modern action movies do that. Loki did it in the Avengers. Yes, he did. Um, Javier Bardem did it in Skyfall. Oh, yeah. Khan did it, kind of, in Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah, because Khan... The did... mummy didn't get captured intentionally, but we had that scene where they get captured at the midway point and then escape conveniently.
1: Khan, uh, the original Wrath of Khan, they don't capture him. No, no, no. I'm That's talking, actually into... the movie
0: where they never are face-to-face. Yeah, and they yeah. still have an effective drama between yeah. the two of them, which is remarkable. Mm.
1: But, yeah, that to me,
0: the the whole escape thing is just a... It's just a screenwriting trope that will probably go away at some point but it Eventually. seems to be just everywhere right now
1: there i you now that you mention that i'm trying to think there's, another, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of that there's another one that's popping into my head i just can't think of what it is now but that's okay
0: it's it's just a really i mean in, in, again in wrestling parlance it's it's the cheap heat it's it's an easy way to make your villain look
1: clever mm-hmm. even if your script is stupid <laughs> <laughs> So, I really just wanted to have this conversation because we were just discussing it, because we just recently watched it, and I couldn't help but, like, watching it, compare it to Mummy 99, which is the one I've seen the most. see,
0: I didn't think of the Mummy 99 at all when I watched it, but I will say this. The only reason I watched this movie is because you texted me and said it was very bad. It's very bad. And I confirmed that by watching (laughs) it. So, congratulations. We both (laughs) wasted two hours of our
1: lives. Yeah, I really wanted to go back and rewatch the Mummy. Just because I wanted to compare it. But I think talking through it was much better. Like just having the conversation. Well, I I feel like I just rewatched it. Yeah, exactly. I I don't feel compelled to rewatch it again. If I had still been in North Carolina, I would have just rewatched it and just (laughs) say, nope, that's better. That's better. Um, But yeah.
0: So yeah, that was our discussion of the mummy. Um, Wow, we got a lot out of that. I'm surprised. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be that long, but. Well,. Until next time. Uh, Perhaps next time we will catch up on cinema. But this time we just wallowed in shit. (laughs)